Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Waffle Hour. It is that time of the show when we make sure that each week we're talking words, we're talking all sorts of things to do with poetry, to do with stand-up, to do with writing, to do with books. Uh, and each week we bring somebody into the studio to have a chat about what they do. And I am delighted that in front of me I have the amazing Chris Bainbridge. Uh, Chris, say hello to the Valley. Hello, Valley. It's lovely to be here. Indeed. Uh, right. So um, we've got uh, we've got all sorts of things we want to talk about. Hmm. Why don't you? Do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself first of all? About who you are, and what you do, what you do. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you come from? <laughs> What's your yeah. name and where'd you come from? Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> surprise. Surprise. Um, yes. I, I live in Bury, and um, I've lived there for ooh, a long time. My best part of fifty years. Right. More. But I wasn't born there. I was born on Tainside. I'm a Geordie, really, but the Geordie accent doesn't come out all that often these we, days. We worked it out. Of you yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it was beaten out of me. People couldn't understand me when I was a small child. Uh, <laughs> so I had to learn how to speak English. Um, and that's the way it was. But it, obviously, it's still there. It's always in the background. And I can uh, link back into it whenever I want or need to. Typically, when I'm visiting the North East. Or <laughs> sometimes when I've had one or two libations or in moments of high passion at the football or whatever. Um, you know, like, yeah, suddenly go a Lenton deck on yeah, it. Yeah, how we're getting a ball across, man. <laughs> that kind of thing. It's like uh, when I go back to see my mum, I'm sadly like, oh, right, mummy. It's like a bad episode of East. It's fascinating stuff, I think. You know the yeah. way the way we have this variety, and uh, and I'm, I'm all in favour of it. Vive la différence, as they Indeed. say That's in uh, you know the Thames Valley. But uh, yeah. we are a rich cultural mix here in the yes, UK. Yes, yes, let's hope so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so you write uh, particularly poetry. Particularly That's... poetry, yeah. Mostly poetry. I would say almost exclusively poetry. Not 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 100 exclusively. I do the occasional magazine article on things such as football, for example. I've got right. something in the current edition of When Saturday Comes. That's coming out soon. Okay. Uh, Particularly to do with uh, the fiasco of a situation at Berry Football Club, Indeed. Uh, but more of that later, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I write mainly poetry. I've been uh, I've been writing poetry and originally song lyrics since I was a teenager, mm. um, but really kind of really kicked in probably in the last ten years or so. Particularly, probably the last seven or eight years, when I started performing live in front of audiences, um, in terms of stand-up uh, spoken word, rather than being with, you know, a fourth-rate band or whatever. No disrespect to my fourth-rate band, you know, I was part of that, part of the fact that it was fourth-rate. But never mind. Uh, yes, so in the last ten years or so, uh, across the last three years, I've managed to get three uh, books of poetry out, which I'm very, very pleased about, very mm -hmm. proud of. Really, we're very happy to have done those. Two which of those have been in conjunction with uh, Eve Nortley, who's uh, a very dear friend and uh, very talented uh, writer so we're kind of like writing pals and uh, we do quite a lot of work together that's right and i was going to say because your first book was the bride war blue it was yeah the uh, which is, i think one of the things that i think is really important is uh, as a as a writer is, is when you get in to the point where you're going how am i going to title this and where did that mm. where did that come from that that the bride war blue it's, it's quite it? an interesting tale it's based on is it, uh, is it clean for radio that's the first um, thing. maybe not not in its uh, <laughs> no. no i can always tidy up a bit it, it actually came from a real real life event uh, the inspiration behind it i was uh, one of my jobs in the past was uh, working as a, a jobbing mobile DJ. Oh, jockey. there you go. Parties, weddings, etc. And <laughs> at a wedding not too far from here, up in Haslingdon Public Hall, as it was then, okay. way back in the 1990s, uh, the bride did wear blue. Oh, OK. And as the second line goes on to say, to match her tattoos. And it goes on from there, and it was a bit of a 
disaster of a wedding. Oh, okay, uh, right. From a DJ's point of view, anyway, because yeah. like nobody got into it, and you know how that is. It's frustrating. You're doing your best, and yeah. nobody wants to know. They just want to get drunk. Oh, <laughs> you don't have that problem here on Rossendale Radio. Absolutely, There's no, millions no. of people listening across the world. Everyone just you know wrapped with uh, <laughs> you know attention and interest. So it's based on a real event, the Bride Wobble. Uh, is that oh, is that something that you, you do? You try? Is it people in particular that, that kind of inspire you to write? Um, yeah, I think mostly. Um, it's difficult to say really where the inspiration comes from for everything because a lot of it can be just reflective on situations and your own personal thoughts and feelings. Mm. But I think one of the I've been, I have given this some thought, and one, somebody asked me a year or two ago, what, what uh, what's your main thing if you had to narrow it down to one? What, what's the reason you do? Why do you do it? Yeah. Not so much how do you do it, but why do you do it? And uh, all I all I could come up with was to distill it into um, like one sentence was to try and keep people connected. Stop Stop people's feeling isolated. You know, yeah. You're not alone, really. Mm. That's it. That's what I would say. It is. It's, uh, I think there's there's a lot of talk of, of the arts in particular being being social glue and about yeah, bringing, bringing yeah. people together, whether it be through yeah. artwork or dance or drama or, you know, we've been plugging Burnley yeah. Mechanics, people yeah, are going to go yeah, see yeah. the Friends musical or whatever. Fantastic. It's, yeah. you know, all of those things where people are coming together for some reason, you know, yeah. that's, that's I think, what art, creative artists in particular want, don't they? They're I agree with you there. And sort of and coming around things. Absolutely correct, and I think it's it's more important now than ever, really, because I think as as life has developed and technologies and different ways of living and all that mm. kind of thing, um, our experience is becoming less and less social. Yeah. We're having more time sitting at home with our takeout from the supermarket rather than meeting our friends and peers at the local pub. Yeah. We're not going to the match as much. We're going on Sky Sports or whatever and, and buying a subscription. Yeah. So people are becoming more isolated in their little bubble with their television set and their six-pack from the supermarket. Okay. Uh, so anything we can do to um, try and redress that balance a little bit is, uh, I think, um, positive and very necessary, really, because isolation is bad for your health and uh, bad for your mental health and bad for society as a whole, I would exactly, argue. Exactly, yes. <laughs> well, I, I, I work doing uh, literary work with a company called The Empathy Lab. And, mm, you know, yeah. their, their entire yeah. job is to, to basically look at fiction books and how yeah. we can develop empathy skills from reading other yeah. other fiction books. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, and you've got this collaboration with Eve that's now two yeah. books in. Two uh, books in. And yeah, what's, yeah. What's, the, what's the newest... Publication. The newest one is called Drift Words. Right. Drift Words. Okay. So a bit like Driftwood, but Drift Words. And the, the common theme with this one is that it's all based on or inspired by seaside and the beach and the sea and nautical traditions and all that kind of stuff. So it's a mixed bag of um, it's a, it's, a, it's a catch of the day really of all different things that we that we separately mm. and together wrote about and felt inspired from our pasts and some ideas for the future but it's a yeah it's a nice piece it's a pretty book it's got nice illustrations in it mm. it doesn't make as many hard-hitting political points as previous work perhaps mm. but there's a hint of that in there somewhere of yeah. course but it's mainly quite lyrical and um, one one way of looking at it it's it's escapism it's a holiday in a book fantastic and i see you have it open <laughs> i do uh, at a particular page was that would you yes. like to perhaps share something for the book and give us a little bit of a taster of, of what we might find in well that's words. very kind and uh, I'd, I'd like to just introduce this by saying that um it's based on memories i had from being a small boy growing up on tyneside actually right. um and following that through to um the current day but that'll become evident as i read it and it's uh, it's called beach boy and it's partly inspired by the beach boys uh pop combo <laughs> and i think just to 
before going into it, it's a general point about music. I think music has been very important to me growing up, as it is to millions of people, of course. But really, looking back on it, music lyrics, pop song, pop song lyrics were my first experience of, of things that rhymed, and in, in that sense, poetry. So, anyway, we'll crack mm. on with it, Paul, that if that's good. okay. This is Beach Boy, from uh, taken from the album, taken from the book, <laughs> Driftwords. So shields afforded me no defence. I was open as a Santa Monica sunrise, the sand, sunshine on the waves, just a bus ride away. We went week after week after endless summer day. In the 1960s, the West Coast had the sunshine, but the dream surfing across the ocean came all the way northeast and remains in my heart today. Music, a constant driving feast with big blue skies and rhythm and beat. This boy was hip to hit the shore and shun the street. Needed hot sand beneath my sand shoe feet. In 66, I got my kicks with a new pet sound full of California tricks. I wandered sand flat and wet, the sun burning Solway gold as it set. I galloped the Galloway holiday shore and sang along. I may not always love you, but knew for certain I always would and would come back always and forevermore. Last year, at Kendall Calling, I saw the Beach Boys for the first and probably only time, heard for perhaps the thousandth time the sweetly soaring yearning lines that always bring you to my mind, bring you somehow closer now. Softly smile, I know she must be kind. The universe and I pulsed with timeless good vibrations, like the star-struck infant still galloping in my heart. I shed tears of sheer joy and sent you, my beach boy, smiley smile. Brilliant, fantastic you. stuff. There's, you were saying it really does have a lyrical quality, and it's it's, mm, it's funny yeah. when you, as soon as you mention drift words and you talk about the Beach Boys in there, right? They really it does transport you to yeah, you know yeah. somewhere along the coast. You yeah. kind of feel like actually somebody's saying this, and it's just maybe me on a coastline, and, and yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, the, the words are kind of what literally washing over you. It's lovely. It, it's, it's nice of you to say that, Paul. It, it does bring. I think words do bring imagery to us all, and uh, for me, that one in particular, it's just like somebody switched the sun on all of a sudden. So mm. we've got sun shine and we've got a beach uh yeah as you say fantastic now due to the ronda of radio uh, right, <laughs> while you were doing that you noticed i was i was i was listening and oh, i yeah. was at the same time i was pressing some buttons yeah. uh, and, uh, and uh, you were talking about the beach boys uh, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and that's clearly had an effect on you sure? for that poem uh, i've i've picked out california girls i think so what is it about the beach boys that, that kind of speaks to you it's it's good times i put it put it really simply my first experience of pop music as a small child and i was very lucky i had a, a, a teenage sister mm. so quite a bit older than me so she was into it all while i was still toddling around with me nappy on and things like like that. So my first experience were the Beatles, were the Beach Boys, was mm. Roy Orbison, Del Shannon, people like that. And uh, the Beach Boys, for me, were just fun and sunshine and good times and let's have a party, you know, that kind of feeling. Well, that sounds absolutely fantastic. And I think that's exactly what we should do. We should have a listen to the Beach Boys. Cool. Next uh, piece I've written is called Up to Twelve and it's inspired by rock music and rock bands in general and in particular the band Hawkwind who you just heard. This is Up to Twelve. Don't need your fancy instruments, no strings that cost ten grand. We just have a mighty rhythm and it echoes through the land. It's the hammer of the shipyard, the weaving shed's loud call, the power press on sheets of steel, the noise that moves us all. The bass is like a heartbeat, it makes my pulses race. The drums fire up the engines on our journey into space. We're dancing in a vortex at the edges of your mind, a vision of eternity. One heartbeat at a time. 
Some say we're three-chord wonders, but I say that's not true. Three chords are far too fancy. We sometimes get by with two. So good luck with your boy bands and your so-called R&B. Pop Factor and Ex-Idle, it's all the same to me. Those pseudo-intellectuals from the self-styled upper class, they wouldn't know excitement if it bit them on that behind. Just give me drums and passion, some bass and lead guitars. Play it fast and crank it up and point me at the stars still in the end it's your choice you've got to please yourselves but here's the way we like it baby these amps go up to 12 excellent thank you so well, much well we uh, hawkwind came in there and uh, we we kind of figured that it was a good idea to come out of hawkwind with the with the with the poem that you, you've just said there <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, there was something about the beginning of the show because we sat in the studio and you probably had the same at home that it w- w- how is it you described the beginning of, of silver machine it's, uh, the first time I heard that, as I was a, a te- in my early teens, I heard it on the radio, and uh, it was Radio 1, and Kid Jensen said, here's Hawkwind, and this thing came in with all the noise, and I thought the Martians were about to land. It, I, <laughs> I had no point of reference for that kind of music, but it literally took me on a, on a journey, a journey that's continued for 50 years. It, so, it, <laughs> yeah, and you do you, you do, you kind of get an attachment to those bands of your youth, yeah. don't you? Whether, yeah. whether it be, yeah, in my, you know, I was just saying, that, you know, I remember my first, some of my first memories of dancing around the living room to Dexy's Midnight oh, Runners. Yeah. Yeah. Right, which I mean, you know, I I love yeah, for a bit of Dexys, yeah. which is which is fantastic. But you know that that sort of early eighties and it's kind of stayed with me. But yeah. yourself, it's Hawkwind. You know, for yeah. for somebody today, you know, they're going to be having these conversations about your Beavers and your Taylor Swifts oh, yeah, and your Katy Perry's and everything else. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they'll have that same connection for them. Yes, which is, yes, which it's is important, isn't it? Um, and now speaking of connection, uh, hmm. we've got we've got a local connection that we share yeah. in that uh, we we used to yeah. spend <laughs> our time uh, on the uh, in the seats and the terraces uh, down at down at Berry Football Club, which, right, which yeah. sadly is is unfortunately no more as we've all seen on the news this week we've been spe- speaking about this on the show in previous weeks yeah and about that you know there's hopefully at the 11th hour going to do something mm. about it and yeah. it's just fallen terribly. yeah i yeah. mean how do you feel about it's about it's difficult to uh, without necessarily libeling anybody no we have to be very <laughs> careful station. i understand that and there are many different perspectives on this mm. but um i think we're all we're all um we're all shattered and devastated by it. It's uh, millions of words have been written in, on online and on, on you know, uh, traditional media about this. Mm. It's featured in the national press and the national um, television broadcast and things like that. I think the thing that's that's really bitter about it, the whole thing, is that mm. the football league appear. Uh, to have actually broken their own rules, and I think there's, uh, there's yeah. you know, far from helping us. It's almost as if there was a, a preset agenda to get Berry out, and whichever way we're going to do it, we're going to do it, and they've done it. So Berry's out of the league, um, as far as we can tell for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's, uh, the people are looking into legal challenges and all that kind of thing. I think mainly based on the precedent, uh, precedent set by Brighton and Hove Albion in 1997, when the executive board throw them out. The rules then state that uh, the league then has to call an emergency general meeting of all members to ratify this. And when they did it for Brighton, the league members said, no, they're staying in. And they haven't done it in this case. So that's a clear... You know, um, it is, and it's you know. really tricky as well because they've obviously they've 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 been rebranded, rechanged. They're, they're yeah, now limited companies, yeah. whereas they were attached to the FA exactly, before. It's all, there's exactly. all sorts of different legal technicalities and hoop yeah. to go through, which is why we've got to be careful about what we, we say. But we've careful. been very good, I think. I think we've, um, we've behaved ourselves. At the minute, the town's in shock.
stock. And um, I think that's the thing. Is yeah. the, the, what's it done to the, the people? Do you think? Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of unhappiness about it. And, mm. and people I've spoken to have, have have likened it. They've said to me it's like losing a relative, or a, you know, there's a grieving process going on. Mm. But but coupled with that, it's not the end. It's not the end of Berry SE because Berry SE Limited, the company, whatever may before them in the weeks and months mm. to come we just don't know we have no idea what's going to happen with the ownership and and all that kind of stuff but very sd is actually the community it's the supporters it's the people <laughs> and we've found comfort as we do at times of any kind of loss um by coming together and uh, uh organizing social events and there was one last night a fundraiser for staff who hadn't been paid over the last few weeks and months yeah. that kind of stuff that was involved with that um one of my uh, fellow Shaker's fans was there. He's called Stuart Warburton. He's a great, great local singer-songwriter. And he had he had come up with a fantastic song that he wrote only yesterday afternoon. And he was still reading it off his cue cards, yeah. performing it last night. And uh, yeah, So all that kind of stuff is giving people some kind of uh, comfort and fellowship and, uh, you know, the, uh, the the comfort we get from... You know, being with our tribe, being with our people. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think words have that power? Do you think? Yeah. Is that why we we hear words at funerals, eulogies, yeah, and th- yeah, yeah. is it? What is it about that that, that that kind of we turn to in in those moments yeah. as a community? Why do we turn to poets? Yeah, we, we do. We do need some sort of. We need sometimes we need closure. Sometimes mm. we need we need renewed hope. Mm. We need um, we need the conviction and the uh, the, the kind of I don't know the reminder. Um, that the reaffirmation really that, that life goes on and that mm. you know um, there's a big wide world out there and other things are happening and you know count your blessings that kind of thing Absolutely. and we've we've spoken uh, at some length about the football club and and yeah you know there is a big wide world out there and, and horrible things are happening um, you know worse things happen at sea that kind <laughs> of thing but for us at the minute this is this has been um, a, a terrible situation and I think what's made it worse is that it is so eminently avoidable it could have been avoided so easily it almost seems like it was more difficult to make a mess of it than yeah, to actually to, see it through properly you know when somebody looks at the history books they go blimey they were really trying yeah, they strong, really they? <laughs> top marks there lads <laughs> well done everybody. five gold stars yeah well done well done um, uh, you've been spurred on to write haven't you have, from, yeah, uh, based yeah. on uh, which I'm sure we, yeah. we all have we, we, we've yeah. written I mean I, I wrote a very short piece uh, that, that, that they came out was, was almost just like a literal I, I couldn't there was I had the image because the, yeah, yeah. the day before uh, on mm. the on the Tuesday everyone went down to the uh, to the stadium mm. to, to clean the whole place up I know. and yeah. I just had this image in my head of, of yeah. somebody still having a mop in their hand when the news came through yeah, yeah. and because it must have been you know people were still in that process of sorting it out really mm. full of positivity oh, yeah. and somebody just coming along and yeah. bursting that bubble for them yeah um, yeah and uh, yeah it just it kind of get, it gets to you doesn't it it does it does but, but you make a good point there Paul I think uh, it's it's too easy to forget the way that the community, and not just the community of Berry, not just the Berry supporters, but local people and football fans from across the country, actually turned up, physically gave of their time and effort and sweat and and all mm. the rest of it on that morning. So if nothing else comes out of this, we can we've had a reminder that that, that there is a real football family out there. Yeah. And God bless them. It's absolutely fantastic. And not only that, something must change in the way that the professional game is organised in this country. It has to, because Berry's had the, the troubles that we're talking about. There must be 10 or a dozen or 15 clubs that are on the verge of that right now. Absolutely. And and if if, if the game is, is not to be made poorer, then uh, we do need to do something. And the, the Football League and the various other authorities do need to address this as a matter of urgency. And if this 
what I would like to think of as a blip in our long history uh, has helped with that process, then fair enough, fair mm. enough. You know, maybe there's some sort of reason and rhyme to it after all. 2019 was just a year the Shakers took a year off. Yeah, that was all. maybe. It's yeah. just a rest year. So, Everyone just should a, have one. You know, they're getting on a bit now. They need a rest. Absolutely. That's um, it. Let's, let's, let's share some words before all we right. uh, before we have a, a, a very well-titled uh, song that goes, uh, that goes along with it, I think. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, well, this one is called One of Those Days, and it's like, it was actually written a couple of years ago. It's in the first book, The Bridewell Blue, and it was written probably in response to an, uh, an election result that didn't go the way I wanted it to, and everything <laughs> looked really grim. And one of those days. But I've, adapt, I've adapted the, the final verse to re- refer to Berry Football Club. Right. It was one of those days with an awkward feel when the town looked dirty and down at heel, and you're on the drink, but you need a meal. It was just a one of those days. Filthy windows and dusty shoes, ragged flowers and the summertime blues, same old rubbish on Sky Sports News, it was just one of those days. Wrapped up tight but you still feel cold, all you see is rust where there once was gold, your hair needs cutted and you're looking old, it was just one of those days. You hate to smoke, but you crave a fag. Blossom in the trees was just carrier bags. Love's young dream was just a drag. It was just one of those days. That pig in a vote wasn't what it seemed. I'm keeping a grip to suppress the screams. A minute's silence for my broken dreams. It was just one of those days. But I swear right now, if I had my way, I'd make rainbow dreams from austerity grey and the EFL would never hold sway and Bury FC would fight another day and whichever division will be glad to play and we'll have no more of these days. Yes, we'll build for happier days. Thanks. Wonderful. I had to take a moment there because it's uh, it's obviously that that last section, that last stanza, you've, yeah. you've obviously adapted for, for sure, Barry. Yeah, yeah. And it is it will be a, an awful lot because I know a lot of the people that go down there will be really looking for something at the oh, moment. Yeah. And I think if those that you know, if, if words are what we cling on to, then then yeah. absolutely fantastic. That's hope so. Yeah, indeed. Um, we've got the who. Uh, is, 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 is where we're finishing uh, with, well uh, with, the, with, the, with the music choices anyway uh, we've got Won't Get Fooled Again why not how, yeah. how topical is that for everything that's going on <laughs> in the world at the moment it's more topical <laughs> than ever and this, this song must have come out in the 70s mid 70s uh, when people was, were the 70s were a very political aware um, decade I remember it I was there I remember yeah. it well um, but I think um, it's more so now than ever really and um, it's there's an old curse isn't there in one of a certain culture that says may you live in interesting times and it is a curse because we live in very interesting times now and you know we're not allowed not to be interested in politics and stuff now it would you know if you don't take an interest in politics politics will come and take an interest in you there's no mistake about that and we've we've kind of shunned it uh, for decades and we're paying the price I think in many ways and yeah don't get fooled again read as much as you can seek alternative sources of information and uh, yeah have a balanced debate about things. Indeed. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Waffle Hour. Thank you very much. We will not be phased here on the Waffle Hour. This is all good. Uh, So uh, we've been talking about, well, well, the who were doing their very short version of Won't Get Fooled Again. Mm. Um, We've uh, we've been talking about uh, radio and the importance of music to the both of us, uh, because obviously we've been we've been chatting about music uh, in the in the little downtimes in between uh, uh, links here. Um, And uh, I mean, what are your memories of of radio in you? Oh, radio for me, it's magical. I mean, it's technology that it seems Stone Age now, doesn't it? With all 
the digital advances we've had now. But in those days, they had. I remember we we got a portable radio set. Uh, a wireless, as they were still called then. Portable. Wireless because you didn't have to plug it in. Portable because it only weighed about 18 pounds and it had a handle <laughs> on top. And it was powered with a great big ever-ready PP7 power pack battery that itself weighed about two pounds. Anyway, <laughs> portable it was. And with a little dial, and you had all these uh, faraway places with strange-sounding names on the dial. And that in itself was kind of like, wow... Where's Hilversum? You know, yeah, where is what's it? this? Where is Luxembourg? Where's Luxembourg? <laughs> and uh, is it as luxurious as it sounds? Mm. It may be, I don't know. Anyway, I've so, been there, it's quite nice. Yeah, I've been look- oh, it's, it's lovely, Luxembourg. Very good. And, <laughs> Lucky Luxembourg. So all these things, and we started to listen to them, um, again, uh, schooled by my, my teenage sister, who was very cool and trendy and all the rest of it. So I was listening to Radio Luxembourg at night, and then we had a, a, fade, a very fadey, medium-wave kind of station, Radio Caroline, we would get, mm. at certain hours, when the atmospheric conditions were correct. Exactly. And it would crackle some, a bit. And, and when the boat wasn't being chased around the, the estuary. Exactly, exactly. And then we would go, sometimes you'd go you'd go to the coast, you'd go to the, uh, the northeast coast or Yorkshire coast, something like that. And you'd find a, a load of other stations that you hadn't been able to pick up properly, Radio North Sea, for example, which based just off the Dutch coast and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of broadened your mind. You would hear adverts suddenly in the Dutch language, and you go, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's that, that guy? What's going on? See, uh, uh, we, so we had the same thing. We were driving in the car yesterday, and yeah. uh, my my son was playing uh, Radio Roulette because uh, oh, yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah. there's certain bits of the country you just go, you know what? I just want to I want to buzz through the, the stations and see what I can find. Yeah, uh, and yeah. he he, ra- he came across uh, BBC Radio Cymru. Uh, <laughs> you've never seen anyone's face uh, change. Go, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think it broadens your mind. You know, travel. If, if you can't actually travel physically, you can travel in within your own mind and by listening. to to things from far away and people used to love that didn't they the old shortwave radio fanatics or with a shed in the back garden with a big mast on the top and listening to a broadcast from Albania and China and Russia and all this stuff well this is the wonder of doing this show we're here in the Rossendale Valley and this is a local radio station local community station but I know full well there's people listening down in Essex people have gone on their holidays they can listen through the internet we had somebody who was on a beach in Croatia the other week and they they, they texted into the show it was was, was great it's great that we can you've made that connection to far away places yeah it? it really is and i think that more than ever we, we talk about we used to talk about the global village and it, it is true we are we are one planet you know of finite resources we are one species um of all different shapes colors sizes orientations the rest of it but we do have to i think um and treat all that with a bit of uh, reverence now and, and, and take take better care of it and i think if we can if we can hold on to the idea that we are we have far more in common than what than what separates us. I think that's that's a really good good message for us. Fantastic. And you have a piece about about that radio memory. Yeah, and it's only a, driftwoods, it's it? only a very brief one, and I, I struggled with it for a while. I always wanted to write a, another two or three stanzas, but it, they wouldn't come. And in the end, you know, I'll just keep it as it is because mm. it's a childhood memory, and it's called North Sea Radio. On waves both long and medium, we're three miles from the beach. We play beneath your covers, far beyond the captain's reach. When sounds you only dreamed about come crashing to your shore, we'll sail you round the universe and leave you wanting more. And though you might not see us, you're the crew on every show, pitching and a-rolling on the North Sea radio. 
Wonderful. So we've, <laughs> is, uh, we, uh, so we've now we've now done the full thing. We've been yeah, on the yeah. beaches. We've been yeah. we've been elsewhere. We've now we're now out in the sea. Absolutely. The yeah, bobbing along there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where can we catch you next, Chris? What's, what's your what's your yeah. next big thing? The next big thing, and it is a big thing for me. I, I, it's a big thing anyway. As, as such, it's the Wigan Diggers Festival, which is uh, happening next Saturday, Saturday the seventh. Mm-hmm. Free festival, and it's on the streets of Wigan Town Centre, and uh, fantastic. It's a thing that's been going maybe ten years or so now, and I've I've been trying to get on it for years and years and years, um, mainly because of the calibre of other performers who are there, and I think, well, I'd like to go and see them anyway, yeah. even if I'm not performing. Um, but I've always been away in previous years on a family holiday and stuff like that, but <laughs> this time we're not. So I'm back, and uh, I'm very happy to say that they've uh, they've tolerated me, and I'm going to be on the, the song and story stage at about five to three next Saturday in Wigan. Excellent. Um, along with Eve Nortley and uh, Janie Colborn, who I've met at uh, an event in Manchester uh, to commemorate Peterloo a couple of weeks ago and uh, yes I'm really looking forward to that and the other uh, Paul I believe you're going to be there as well yeah the, we, the, there's a kids stage and Fantastic. I'm going to be doing so, I'm going to be doing a few, bit of kids poetry <laughs> we'll be writing some <laughs> absolute perfect. ludicrous nonsense oh, that's yeah, what yeah, we'll be yeah. doing we like that and uh, there's some really good uh, people who I've been keen to, to see for a long long time as well like the men they couldn't hang and uh, uh, John Bain you know Attila the stockbroker yeah um, I think Harp and a Monkey are there this they year they certainly again, are yeah, which yeah. is good it's going to be great yeah. Uh, yeah it's a good local band there yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyone who's in the Wigan area, or if you're not too far away from Wigan, please come along, and it's it's free. You don't have to pay to get in, and just have a great time. Fantastic. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show this afternoon, Chris. Thank uh, you we're so gonna, much. We're going uh, to head out, uh, uh, as we head out, uh, we're going to be heading out to a mag- magnificent piece of David Bowie. Oh, yeah. So there you have it, another episode of the Waffle Bite-Sized Podcast. My thanks go to Christopher Bainbridge for being an amazing guest. The Waffle Podcast is produced by Lee Ball in association with Rossendale Radio. I've been the host, Paul Jenkins, and we look forward to seeing you again next week.